Air purifiers are marketed as the one thing you need to improve your indoor air quality. They claim to reduce particulates, allergens, bacteria and viruses, VOCs, smoke. And when you start to look for one, suddenly you are in a sea of options. They all say they're the best. The price points vary greatly and you're left more confused than when you started. In this episode, I want to break down what you should know and look into before choosing an air purifier and how to decide if you need one in the first place. Welcome to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast, the show that tackles the often misunderstood and underestimated topics related to toxins and their impact on our health and well-being. I'm your host, environmental engineer, mom of two, and founder of Green at Home, Emma Roman. My mission is to help you reduce toxins in your life without fear, judgment, or shame, so you can be more informed and empowered to take action on issues that matter to your health. The research is clear that toxic chemicals found in the products we use, food we eat, water we drink, and air we breathe are contributing to the rise of chronic illness, allergies, infertility, autoimmune disease, and more. The good news is you can reduce your exposure without having to drastically change your lifestyle, and I'm here to show you how. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. I believe addressing toxins is a critical step towards creating healthier and happier families, communities, and ultimately a better planet. And that starts right here, right now. Let's dive into today's show. Before we dive into this episode, I would like to give a shout out and a huge thank you to listener Care May Tor, who gave the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and wrote this review. Emma is my go-to source. Navigating the world of environmental toxins is so overwhelming, and I truly appreciate Emma's podcast and work as it breaks it down into understandable segments that provide clear info, facts, and next steps. From mattresses to water filters to personal care products, I've learned so much and my family is for the better. I never hesitate to share her podcasts and website with those around me. Thank you, Emma, for doing all the work for us. Thank you so much for your review. And look, I do not read these out to stroke my ego. I genuinely appreciate the time you take to send in your feedback. And the more reviews and five-star ratings we have, the more that podcast players recognize it's a valuable show and they're more likely to have it show up as a recommendation to others. Because it's my mission to make even small steps towards a better world easier for as many people as possible, this is one way that you can help me do that. So if you enjoy the show, I would love it if you took a moment to give us a five-star rating and written review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you want to take it one step further and financially support the show, you can contribute small amount at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Emma Roman. Okay, back to the subject at hand, air purifiers. I'll let you know off the top that I have a free guide that offers a summary of what I'm sharing in this episode, along with five suggested brands to help streamline your search if you do decide to get an air purifier. You can download it from greenathome.ca forward slash air purifier, but keep listening because I dig into some info in more detail here. And I will pop that link in the show notes for you as well. 
So air purifiers can be a lifesaver for people with asthma, allergies, and multiple chemical sensitivity. If you don't suffer from any of these, will you notice a direct change? Maybe, maybe not. But the point is that an air purifier can help reduce your exposure to toxins that have been shown to disrupt hormones, contribute to cancer and asthma and more. However, not all air purifiers are created equal. And the marketing I'm finding is a bit like a shouting match. Who can say it louder that their product is the best? Now, I'll say first and foremost, in my mind, air purifiers should be a last line of defense. If you've got multiple chemical sensitivity or asthma or you're in an area prone to forest fires, then they are likely going to be more of a priority for you. But if you're looking at it from an overall health improvement perspective without any of those kind of priorities, you cannot put an air purifier in a room in your home and continue to use fabric softener and conventional cleaners, drink unfiltered water, avoid dusting, wear shoes in your house, etc., etc., and think all your toxic exposures will go away because you've got this fancy, expensive box that's cleaning your air. They simply cannot replace reducing toxics at the source. So let's break down what an air purifier is and what it isn't. First of all, there are whole home and standalone options. I am not convinced whole home systems are worthwhile, largely because they can only treat the air as it is brought back to the furnace, and the furnace fan has to run constantly in order for it to work. So it's not necessarily going to deal with the dust, VOCs, allergens, etc. that will remain throughout your home, and it becomes next to useless if you want to open your windows, and it's expensive to run your furnace fan 100% of the time. So I am going to focus on standalone room-sized units. As I mentioned, these are most beneficial for asthma, allergies, MCS, smoke contamination, and maybe for babies and children if there are, particularly if there are exposures in your home that you can't control. Now, a lot of people who move into a new home consider an air purifier to address that quote-unquote new home smell, and that might be a good option for you. I have a blog post on how to deal with that specifically, and I will link it in the show notes, or you can head to greenathome.ca forward slash blog and search new home smell. But again, while an air purifier can help in this instance, it's not the be-all and end-all. Now, here's what you want to look for when you are shopping for an air purifier. First of all, it will have a HEPA filter, and this is to treat particulates. You want to look for one that's rated to remove particles 0.3 microns or smaller. By definition, a true HEPA filter should remove at least 99.97% of dust, pollen, mold, bacteria, and any airborne particles with that size, 0.3 microns. Some can go even smaller, but that's what you want to look for in a true HEPA filter at a minimum. You might also see filters rated with a MERV, minimum efficiency rating value. MERV 14 is similar to a HEPA, but not fully equivalent. So most of the units you will see will advertise HEPA, and you want to make sure that it's got that minimum particle size. Now, it's important to note that HEPA filters cannot remove volatile organic compounds, and I will get to that in a second. 
If you are looking for a cost-effective particulate filter in a pinch, you can also make your own using a box fan, some duct tape, and a high-efficiency furnace filter. If you Google it, you'll find some instructions. It will not be pretty or quiet, but if you're in a pinch, it is a half-decent option. Okay, the next thing you want to look for is how much carbon is in the air purifier, because this is what captures VOCs. Many low-cost, smaller units have a very low amount of carbon, and this is a problem because when carbon captures VOCs, the carbon molecules aren't available to capture more. And so any additional VOCs that enter the carbon filter will simply pass right through it. So a unit with a low amount of carbon, some of these have less than a pound, will need replacing very frequently if it's going to maintain its VOC capture rate that it most likely advertises. Some sources recommend looking for at least 10 to 15 pounds of activated carbon in order to make sure that it is providing the air purifying properties for VOCs that you expect it to for as long as possible without needing to replace the filter every other day. (laughs) That might be an exaggeration, but we get catch the drift. Another technology used is a high efficiency gas absorption or HEGA cloth, and that can also work. The carbon filter for VOCs is why it is still important to reduce toxins at the source because the more toxins you're putting into the air purifier, the less time you will get out of one round of filters. And if you don't replace the filters when they're full, you're really just running an expensive fan. And with the HEPA filter, when it gets clogged, it can, much like on your furnace filter, it can make the fan have to work harder in order to blow the same amount of air through. And it's not going to get the same air exchange rate that the air purifier might be rated for if the HEPA filter is. The other thing that you're going to want to look for is the area of treatment. Standalone units are specific to room size. And this is often based on the clean air delivery rate or CADR which looks at how long it takes the filter to remove contaminants. And it's measured in meters cubed per hour and 200 to 300 meters cubed per hour rating for smoke is recommended by indoor air quality researchers at the University of Toronto. Some sources suggest looking for a CADR of 300 to 350 cubic meters per hour. CBC Marketplace is, for those of you who are not Canadian, is a TV show that does exposés and consumer advocacy kind of work. And they did an episode in 2021 that you can Google and find article summaries if you can't find the actual show online. And they looked at different air purifier types. It's a pretty decent episode, actually. Spoiler alert, one of the most expensive options from Dyson performed the worst when looking strictly at the CADR. So while super cheap options wouldn't necessarily be at the top of my recommendation list, usually because of the amount of carbon, as I mentioned above, if you're looking for the best, thinking that the most expensive is going to be it, then it's not necessarily a guarantee either. Other things that you're going to want to think about 
filter replacement frequency and the cost of the filter. This will vary in real life, but it is good to have a sense. So the marketing materials or product information guides should explain what they base their filter frequency on and how easy it is to get replacement filters and how much they cost because running the equipment is should come into your cost evaluation, not just the upfront sticker price. Also take some time and dig through some online reviews. Now, this can be a bit of a minefield because I find with a lot of gadgets that have gained popularity, it is hard to know what reviews are real or not, unfortunately. So if you can find some reputable forums, then that is one way to go about it. One of the things that I found when looking at reviews, particularly in communities with folks with multiple chemical sensitivity, is some can off-gas a plastic smell. Not all of us might be affected by this, but if you've got a piece of equipment that you are hoping to reduce toxins in your air and it is off-gassing itself, then that can be a problem. So looking for reviews and talking about plastic smell is something that you can look into. You're obviously also going to want to consider the upfront price. You can look for ones that are Energy Star certified. These are going to have likely a lower energy cost to run. Also look at the room that you're going to put it in and make sure that you're not buying something that's over or undersized. I typically suggest starting in the bedroom. These are especially the good ones. They can be quite expensive. So not many people are going to have them in multiple rooms in your home. So starting with your bedroom or your baby's room, if you just have the budget for one, for example, because it's the single room that you spend the most amount of time. You're also going to want to look at noise levels because if you are putting it in a bedroom, you want to make sure that it's something that you can sleep with. They should have the decibel rating in the marketing material. So for reference, 30 decibels or DBA is a whisper. 60 decibels is a normal conversation. So you can check out the materials in the products you're looking for and compare sound levels and look at the sound levels at the different level airflows that they are running at. A lot of these will have different settings that will affect the CADR and the noise as well. You can get air purifiers that are plastic or metal. The plastic ones seem to have more of a risk of off-gassing than metal. It's not necessarily a guarantee, but that is something to consider. And again, you want to make sure that you are looking at the contaminants that the air purifier is rated for. So VOCs are gaseous and generally require carbon, as I mentioned. Things like allergens are particulates and are captured by HEPA filters. So it's important to look at the breakdown and understand what technology is inside the air purifier to deal with different sources of contaminants. If you are in an area prone to wildfire smoke or you're trying to deal with tobacco smoke. These are the sorts of things you want to pay attention to and really understand what you want to remove from your air in the first place so that you can choose the right filter for you. There are some other types of air purifiers that you should be aware of. 
I suggest avoiding ionizers, first of all, because they can release ozone, which is hazardous on its own, but also because they don't actually remove pollutants from the space. Ionizers release negatively charged ions that the pollutants are attracted to. These ions with the pollutants attached fall out of the air and settle out effectively as dust. Another type that you might see are UV light purifiers that are meant to kill bacteria and viruses. And look, this might be a consideration for someone who is immunocompromised, but for a typical healthy household, killing all germs should not be the goal, much like I don't recommend cleaning with antibacterials. They also may be limited because the UV light only works if the bacteria and viruses are in contact for a certain amount of time. They also do not deal with any other types of pollutants, so you would still need to look at a HEPA and carbon filter. And these UV light purifiers may also produce ozone. So those are a few things to factor in. Now, you might be wondering if you can just add a few plants instead of getting an expensive air purifier once you start looking into all of the options. I have a blog post that goes into more detail on this, which I will link in the show notes, or you can search greenathome.ca forward slash blog for plants. A quick summary, the recommendation to use certain plants to purify your air is based on research that was actually done in the space station that found certain plants are capable of removing specific contaminants. This research was great for the astronauts that needed to breathe all of this recycled air, but it has its limitations and it's not directly applicable to our homes. We have a variety of pollutant inputs and more airflow than in the space station. So the key takeaway, plants have lots of benefits. However, they are not equivalent to an air purifier if that's your goal. Other ways to improve indoor air quality in your home include opening your windows as the seasons allow, making sure that you're running your furnace fan if you have one with a high quality furnace filter that you are replacing regularly, or if you have a ventilator, an ERV or an HRV that you're running it properly, removing your shoes when you're indoors, keeping up a regular dusting routine, and as I mentioned off the top, choosing products wisely so that you are not adding VOCs into your air from things like scented cleaners, conventional cleaners, personal care products, dryer sheets, etc. As I said off the top, I have a free download called The Guide to Choosing an Air Purifier that summarizes much of what I talked about here, and it gives you a list of five top recommended brands to help you streamline your search you can download it from greenathome.ca forward slash air purifier. And I will drop that link in the show notes as well. That was a little quick episode for you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it useful and I hope it helped save you some time and headache and made you feel more knowledgeable and confident if you are embarking on an air purifier search. If you have any questions, make sure you drop into the green product forum because there may be folks who have air purifiers that you're looking at and they can lend their advice as well. Have a great one. I 
do hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you over in my free Facebook group. It's a great place to get feedback from over 4,000 super supportive members and where I share bonus trainings and content to help make your healthy home journey easier. Just type green product forum in the search bar in Facebook or head into the show notes where you'll find all the places you can find me online. Until next time, have a great day. 